your script up there? I do indeed. Hello. Welcome again. I'm Shahari Hollands. This is... Hey, hey, hold on just a minute. What are you doing? Are we doing our podcast? Lear and, and Life? What about, what about, what about, what about the song? What about the song? We're supposed to sing a song at the beginning. And, and not we, me. And I've done it twice already. That's probably probably enough, don't you think? No, I love that song. I want the song. Oh, maybe next time. Okay, I'll sing it then. Don't. What? We talked about this. <laughs> I mean, after the last time. You remember? But I've been practicing it. You have not? Well, I certainly intended to. If you sing, we'll lose half our followers. Shaharu, we only have eight followers. <laughs> Eight's better than none. But they're all members of our family. We won't lose them. What's the first line again? Uh, please don't sing. I'm going to sing. What's the first line? All right, all right. You want me to play the guitar? Oh, no, no. I can accompany myself if I have to. Oh, by the way, you may not know this, but I actually do have grade 10 of the Royal Academy, Royal Conservatory of Music Piano. Did you know that? Did you? No, I didn't Did you? know that. No, I didn't. Very interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Well, anyway, it goes, fools had no less wit in a year. That's the first line. Yeah, anyway, I want to talk more about this. You know that I almost became a concert pianist? I did. I was actually <laughs> working really? for my final CRT, whatever. I don't know really? what it was, but in Toronto. Oh, yes, that's, that's impressive. No, I didn't know it's, that. I'm, 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 it's very impressive, yeah. It is. Wow. Okay. You right. said well, we'll you played together. all those. You played all those fast notes they played? Oh, I did, absolutely. The Chopin's. Oh, no, I did, actually. Oh, I won the gold medal in really? Saskatchewan. Okay, where we go? Yeah, no. where we go? Okay. Yes. No, I didn't. Yes, yes, I did. I mean, they go so fast. I mean, what What if you, like, they're going like a thousand miles an hour. What if you missed, like, just one of them? Just one of them. What would happen? You have to start again. No one again. would notice it. I, I'd do it so fast nobody noticed. Okay, let's go. <laughs> sing. Okay, we'll sing it together. Okay. Fools had no less wit than a year, for wise men are grown foppish. They know not how their wits to wear, their manners are so apish. Then they for sudden joy did die for sorrow, son. That such a king should play bowls among. Then they for sudden joy did weep and die for sorrow, son. Such a king should play, should play oh, peep and go the fool among. Don't turn three. us off just because of the singing. This is <laughs> <laughs> okay. This, this is my good friend. This is not about singing. Yes, I know. I know it's not about singing. Welcome to you say it. Okay, I'll say it. Welcome. I said the third time. Welcome to podcast three. Look, well, now I can see we've only got five followers. All right, this is my good friend Shahari. They're going down all the time. I know. Okay, let's go. I'm wanting to get into this Mr. King Lear business. So here we are again, and I mean, do you think we need a recap? You know, like on yes. the TV. Yes, 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 we do. Or King Lear, he got really pissed off with his favorite daughter, daughter Cordelia. Banished mm -hmm. her. He's also, he also banished, banished Kent. Kent. Yeah. Yes, he did. That was his best friend, but Kent returns disguised as a peasant. Goneril, his eldest daughter, arrives. Mm 
She calls his men insolent retinue and rabble-rousers. I know. She says she doesn't want them around. She wants him to be an obedient father. Take away his driving license, put him in a wheelchair, all that. But having a hundred knights was part of the bargain he made when he handed over his kingdom. His knights are the pride of his life. He's devastated and furious. And this is how he replies to Goneril. Ingratitude, thou marble-hearted fiend, more hideous when thou showest thyself in a child than a sea monster. Detested kite, thou liest. My trainer men are choicest and rarest parts that all particulars of duty know, and in the most exact regard support the worships of their name. Ah. Oh, small fault, how ugly didst thou in Cordelia show that, like an engine, wrenched my frame of nature from its fixed place, drew from heart all love and added to the gall. Ah, Lear, 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 beat at this gate that let thy folly in and thy Dear judgment out. It's amazing. He's beginning to see what he's done, isn't he? The veils have been removed. Kent warned him. The fool laid it all out. And finally he gets it. Hear, nature. Hear, dear goddess, hear. If thou intend to make this creature fertile. Intend. No, wait a minute. I'm going to do that again. Here in nature, here. Dear goddess, here. Suspend thy purpose if thou intend to make this creature fertile. Into her womb convey sterility. Dry up in her all the organs of increase. From her derogate body never spring a babe to honor her. If she must teem, created of spleen, that it may be a thwart denatured, torment to her. Let it stamp wrinkles in her brow of youth. With cadent tears, cut channels in her cheeks. Turn all her mother's pain and benefit to laughter and, and, and contempt that she may feel how like a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Wow, look at him. He is actually crying, King Lear. I wonder if he's ever cried before in his entire life. And he could hardly speak. He does not know how to deal with something like this coming over him. Life and death. I am ashamed that thou hast the power to to shake my manhood thus, that these hot tears that break from me perforce should, should make thee worth them. Blasts and fogs upon thee. The untinted woundings of a father's curse pierce every sense about thee. All fond eyes. Weep this cause again, I'll pluck thee out. Cast you with the 
with the waters that you lose to temper clay. Uh, yeah, as I come to this, I'll let it be so. Yet I have left a daughter who, I, who I'm sure is kind and comfortable. And when she hears this of thee, uh, with her nails, she'll flay thy wolfish visage, and thou shalt find that I'll resume the shape that which thou dost think I have cast off forever. Thou shalt. I warn thee. So, he is done with Goneril. But he still has Regan, right? He still has another daughter. Now she will take care of him. She will keep her word. He's remembering the wonderful things she said about how much she loves him. Surely she won't abandon him as well. We'll see. It's only two days since the ceremony. I mean, Lear was the most powerful man in the world. <laughs> now he has nothing. He gave it all, gave it all away. I remember what the what the fool said to him. Thou madest thy daughters thy mothers, and gavest them the rod, and puttest down thine own breeches. You know this relationship between the fool and Lear is fascinating. I mean, think about it. How could someone say those things to a king when thou gavest them the rod and puts down thine own breeches? <laughs> How does he get away with it? There's just so much love between the two of them. The fool is appalled by what the Lear has done, and I really think Lear's starting to see it himself, what he has done. But you're right. Lear needs him. They need each other. <laughs> it's incredible, this relationship. So, Lear sends Kent off with a letter asking to arrange a meeting with Regan. I will not sleep, my lord, till I have delivered your letter. And the fool says, well, if a man's brains were in his heels, were it not in danger of kibes? Aye, boy. Then I prithee be merry, thy wit shall ne'er go slipshod. <laughs> Shalt see thy other daughter will use thee kindly, for though she's as like this as a crab's like an apple, yet I can tell what I can tell. Why, what canst thou tell, my boy? Oh, she'll taste like, as like this as a crab does to a crab. <laughs> thou canst tell one why one's nose stands in the middle of one's face. No. Why to keep one's eyes on other sides of one's nose. That's what a man cannot smell out. He may spy into. I did her wrong. Canst tell how an oyster makes his shell? No. Nor I either, but I can tell why a snail has a house. Why? Why to put his head in, not to give it away to his daughters and leave his horns without a case. I will forget my nature. So kind a father. Be, be my horses ready. Thy asses are gone about him. The reason why seven stars are no more than seven is a pretty reason. And because they're not eight. Yes, indeed, thou wouldst make a good fool. <laughs> to take to again first perforce monster ingratitude. If thou wert my fool, uncle, 
I'd have thee beaten for being old before thy time. How's that? Thou shouldst not have been old till thou hast been wise. Oh, let me not be mad. Not mad, sweet heaven. Keep me in temper. I would not be mad. How now? Are the horses ready? When Kent arrives at Reagan's place, he's not... He's not treated well at all. There's a dust-up between him and Oswald, who's gone a real servant. And we don't have to go into the details, but but the bottom line is that Reagan and her husband put Kent into the stocks. Lear and the fool arrive and see him laying there in the stocks. You know what stocks are, don't you? Oh, yes, I do know what stocks are. Hail to (laughs) thee, noble master. Ah, makest thou this shame thy pastime? And Kent responds, no, my lord, but the fool says, ha, 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 he wears cruel garters. Horses are tied by the heads, dogs and bears by the neck, monkeys by the loins, and men by the legs. When a man's over lusty at legs, then he wears wooden nether stocks. What's, what's the he that hath so much thy place mistook to set thee here? And Kent says it is... Both he and she, your son and daughter. No. Yes. No, I say. I say, yea. No. No, they would not. Yes, they have. By Jupiter, I swear. I swear, no. By Jupiter, I swear. I, your son and daughter, found my trespass worth the shame which here it suffers. What do you, what do you think? Tom, how do you, how's it going? It's an it's an interesting thing because um, you know, and it's good. I'm I'm just sort of catching up on it too. I think that we're, I think we're doing fine. I think that it's the first time that we have a really long, uh, well, two things: beautiful piece of text by King Lear, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And and you know, I think that the more you can, I think the more you introvert it, the yeah. better it is. Uh, okay. I, can I just say something as an actor? Yeah, yeah, an acting yeah. Point of view, mm-hmm. You were really kind of punching it, punching it, punching sort of that time. Okay. So it stayed yeah, within yeah. the same rhythm. Right. Um, and I think that if you capture a spellbind us at the beginning, what's going on, right? That he doesn't know, he doesn't want to be sad, you know? Yeah. It's so curious. I think it would really take us more into it. And secondly, um, what was I going to say? can't remember. Something about me. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to differentiate the Kent and the Fool. Am I doing okay? By yeah, you're doing Kent? great. I really like the way you're doing that. I like okay. the way you're doing that. Okay, great. So, uh, shall we just do it all again? Um, and I think I think maybe we'll just start from... Um, I think the beginning is pretty good, and I can edit it. Like, it was pretty fun what we did at the beginning. Yeah, I think we just... Okay, good. So, where can we start from? By the way, I do have grade 10 on the piano. And by yeah, the way, I, did I know. That's Iran, pretty right? amazing. Yeah, I'm wrong, really. So there you go. All right. Okay, so let's go from... Um, first class honors, I want to tell you. First class honors. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. Okay, let's go from... Um, yeah, that really is amazing. <laughs> I know. I don't know how God. No. It's because I got... I started smoking dope. That's what happened. I'm taping all this, by the way. Oh, you are not. Include- <laughs> 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 oh, 
Okay. <laughs> Where do you want to start from, Sunshine? <laughs> okay. Um, in gratitude, the, the marble-hearted fiend, how hideous when thou showest thyself in a, in a child than in a sea monster. A detested kite. Thou liest. My train are, are men of choice. Rarest parts at all particulars of duty. No. In the most exact regard supports the worship of their name. Oh, small fault. How ugly didst thou in Cordelia show. Like an engine wrenched my fixed nature from its true place. Drew from heart all love, added to the gall. Beat at this gate, let thy, thy folly in, thy dear judgment out. Yeah, it's very interesting. He's beginning to see what he's done, isn't he? The veils have been removed. Kent warned him, the fool laid it all out, and finally he gets it. Here, nature, here, dear goddess, here. Suspend thy purpose if thou intend to make this creature fertile. Into her womb convey sterility. Dry up in her all the organs of increase, and from her denigrate body never spring a baby to, to honour her. If she must teem, Created of spleen, that it will be a thwart, denatured torment to her. Turn, turn wrinkles on her brow of youth, and with cadent tears cut channels in her cheeks. Turn all her mother's pain and benefits to laughter and contempt, that she may feel how how like a, a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Wow. Look at him. He is actually crying, King Lear. I wonder if he's ever cried before in his entire life. He can hardly speak. He doesn't know how to deal with something like this coming over him. Life and death. Oh. I'm ashamed. Thou hast the power to shake my manhood thus. That these hot tears break from mean perfumes should make thee worth them. Blasts and fogs upon thee. The, un the untented woundings of a father's curse. Pierce every sense about thee. Hold 
fond eyes. I weep this cause again, I'll pluck thee out. Cast thee with the waters that you use and to temper clay. Cause uh, it come to this. I let, let it be so. Yet I have left a daughter. I'm, sh I'm sure she's kind and comfortable. And when she shall hear this of thee <laughs> with her nails, she'll tear thy wolfish visage. And thou shalt find that I resume the shape thou know, thinkst I have cast off forever. Thou, thou shalt, I warrant thee. So he has done with Goneril, but he still has Regan, right? He still has another daughter. She will take care of him. She will keep her word. He's remembering the wonderful thing she said about how much she loves him. Surely she won't abandon him as well. We'll see. And it's only two days since the ceremony. Lear was the most powerful man in the world. Now he has nothing. Give it all away. <laughs> Remember what yes. the fool said to him. Thou madest thy daughters thy mothers, and gavest them the rod, and puts down thine own riches. You know, this relationship between, we said this before, but this relationship between Lure and Fool and Lear is fascinating. I mean, how could someone say those things to a king when thou givest them the rod and puts down thine own breeches? I mean, how does he get away I with it? I think there's just so much love between the two of them. I mean, the fool is appalled by what Lear's done, and I, and I really think Lear's starting to see it himself, what he has done. But you're right. Lear needs him. They need each other. So, Lear sends Kent off with a letter asking to arrange a meeting with Regan. And Kent replies, I will not sleep, my lord, till I have delivered your letter. But the fool pipes in. If a man's brains were in his heels, were not in danger of kibes? Aye, you boy. Then I prithee, be merry, thy wit shall ne'er go slipshod. <laughs> Shalt see thy other daughter will use thee kindly. For though she's as like this as a crab's like an apple, yet I can tell what I can tell. Why, what canst thou tell, my She boy? will taste as like this as a crab does to a crab. Thou canst tell why one's nose stands in the middle of one's face? No. Why? To keep one's eyes on either side of one's nose. That's what a man cannot smell out. What he cannot smell out, he may spy into. I, I, I did her wrong. Canst thou tell how an oyster makes his shell? No. Not I either. But I can tell why a snail has a house. Why? Why? To put his head in, not to give it away to his daughters and leave his horns without a case. Oh, forget my nature. So kind a father. Be my horses ready. Thy asses are gone about em. The reason why seven stars are no more than seven is a pretty reason. Ah, uh, because they're not eight. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thou wouldst make a good fool. <laughs> to take again perforce monster. Ingratitude. If thou wert my fool, Nuncle, I'd have thee beaten for being old before thy time. And how's that? Thou shouldst not 
have been old till thou hadst been wise. Oh, let me not be mad. Not mad. Ah, sweet heaven. Keep me in temper. I'd, I'd not be mad. How now? Your horses are ready. So, Kent's on his way to give this letter to Reagan, asking her to come. And when he uh, <laughs> arrives there, he's not treated well. There's a dust-up between him and Oswald, who's gone a servant. Now, we don't have to go into those details, but the bottom line is that Reagan and her husband, they put Kent into the stocks. Like, hmm. that's their servant, right? I mean, what a thing to do. So, Lear and the fool arrive, and they see him laying there in the stocks. Mm -hmm. you, you know, do you know what stocks are? Yes, I know what stocks <laughs> are. Hail to thee, noble master. Ha. <laughs> ah. Makest thou this, this shame thy pastime? And Kent in the stocks is able to say no, my lord. Ha, says the fool, he wears cruel garters. Horses are tied by the heads, dogs and bears by the neck, monkeys by the loins, and men by the legs. When a man's over lusty at legs, then he wears wooden nether socks. But what's, what's the he that hath, hath so much I place mistook to set, set thee thus? It is both he and she, your son and daughter, says Kent. No. Yes. No, I say. I say, yea. No, no, they would not. Yes, they have. By Jupiter, I swear, no. By Jupiter, I swear, and your son and daughter found my trespass worth the shame which here it suffers. They, they durst not do it. They could not, would not do it. It is worse than murder to do upon respect such violent outrage. Resolve me with all modest haste. Which way dost thou deserve? Or they impose such usage coming from us? Winter's not gone yet, if the wild geese fly that way. Fathers that wear rags do make their children's blind. But fathers that bear bags shall see their children kind. Fortune, that errant whore, ne'er turns the key to the poor. But for all this, thou shalt have as many dollars for thy daughters as thou canst tell in a year. And Kent responds, how chance the king comes with so small a train? And the fool responds, and thou hadst been set in the stocks for that question. Thou hast well deserved it. Why, fool? Well, we'll set to the school to an ant to teach thee there's no laboring in the winter. All that follow those, their noses are led by their eyes but blind men. And there's not a nose among twenty that can smell him that's stinking. Let go thy hold when a great wheel runs down the hill, lest it break thy neck with following it. But if a great one that goes up the hill, let him draw thee after. When a wise man gives thee better counsel, give me mine again. I would have none but knaves follow it since 
a fool gives it. Fathers that wear rags do make their children blind, but fathers that bear bags shall see their children kind. Oh, how this mother swells up toward my heart. Hysterical passio, down thou climbing sorrow. Thy elements below. Where is this daughter? That, sir, which serves and seeks for gain, and follows but for form, will pack when it begins to rain and leave thee in the storm. But I will tarry. The fool will stay and let the wise man fly. The knave turns fool that runs away. The fool no knave per die. Where, where you learned you this, fool? Not in the stock. I mean, my heart, my rising heart, but down. Cry to it, uncle as the cockney did to the eels when she put him in the paste alive. She napped him on the coxcombs with a stick and cried, Down, wantons, down. T'was her brother that, in pure kindness to his horse, buttered his hay. <laughs> Reagan arrives. Should we leave that for here? Should we just leave that for today? Because that's a lot to absorb. And <laughs> what a setup for Reagan, hey? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, let's leave it there. And to conclude this episode, I will sing again. <laughs> no, you won't I, sing. I want to. I want to. I want to sing. You already, I already let you sing. Can I play the piano? No, you can't play your piano. Okay, that's fine. I might or I might not join in. Okay, well, well let's, let's do it together. All right, Mr. Shahari. I wish you'd been a, like a, a concert singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to read the book that's coming out. The Boy Was Saved by Jazz. It's about a concert singer. <laughs> Fools had no There's less wit in the ear, for wise men are grown fathers. They know not how their wits to wear, their manners are so wish. Then they for sudden joy did weep, and sore for sorrow sung, that such a king should play bo-peep and go the fools among. Then they for sudden joy did weep, and die for sorrow sung, that such a king should play bo-peep and go the fools among. So long, everyone. Thank you. See you in the next See podcast. See you next time. <laughs>